What's up, everybody? This is the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the recovering addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. Hey guys, we are happy to be here with you guys another week. And we're going to get started by reading a most recent review here. We love having your reviews. So if you haven't left us a review, you can do it on the podcast app or over on iTunes. Um, So this is from Mrs. Denial. This show has helped me greatly. I unfortunately am a wife that has cheated multiple times. I always blamed my husband. This time, he was always pointing out that I have an addiction. I've been in denial for all my life. Listening to Kobe speaking his truth has made me realize that we are very similar in his pre-recovery thoughts. I'm not addicted to porn, and I don't believe I'm addicted to sex, but I'm going to start with a new therapist today and get it figured out. It's so true that denial is an addict's best friend. That episode really hit me, and I... Listened to it three times before sending it to my husband. He listened to it and said he was happy that I seemed to get something out of it. However, he's turned off by it because it felt focused on the man typically being at fault. I think it triggered him. Then commented that he thought you were actors. We are definitely not, sadly. Wow. Kobe, you're a great actor. I know, right? (laughs) Dang it. I was for a long time. Um, I researched this and see that that is not the case. No, we are definitely not actors. Uh, Perhaps maybe there should be a more... um, people cheat attitude because I feel there are maybe some men in pain too that don't get the full benefit of listening to the value um, I and many others have from this podcast. Just my suggestion. I also listen with earbuds and sometimes have trouble hearing some of the many um, others oh, content from a different person some weeks because a mic may not be turned up the same level. We've gotten that feedback before. <laughs> yeah. We're working, working on, on it. it. Guys, you, you all know we're pretty... Um, Raw here. (laughs) Uh, Keep sharing your story, please. I've listened to almost every podcast with this subject, and I find I have gotten the most from yours. It's on the top of my list. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to say this out. Thank you for this review and for the suggestion. Um, One thing that I always come to, because we have had this suggestion directly to just Kobe and I, um, is we're sharing our experiences. So it's hard for me to talk about, from a woman's point of view, as as like a addict or a cheater and so this is really what we're doing and uh, although i think we could do it better right by saying this could be what it feels like um we're just sharing our experience but i I think you know so we get your guys's perspective of of what recovery is but the principles that we talk about definitely apply so you know if if you're a man and your your wife has cheated on you or your wife has a sexual addiction then you definitely will feel a lot of the same stuff the betrayal trauma and and experience a lot of the same stuff that we talk about. So, but the perspective we get is Ashlyn and Kobe's perspective. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's a pretty interesting review. One we're super grateful for, but I think it also tees up um, the the episode for today because this woman talked about um, being not only being in denial, but also talking about Blame. blaming her partner mm-hmm. for her infidelities. And I have to tell you that I was in that place for a very, very, very long time, for like 14 and a half years, where I blamed my addiction, um, my cheating. I definitely threw I, – I, I blamed you, Ashlyn. Absolutely. Um, Ashlyn's like, yes, you did. You did. <laughs> I totally did. And, and I own that. Um, and I think it's a super important topic to, to realize how venomous blame can be. And blame is actually a, a – 
um, is a two-way street, and it was it was a, it can be a two-way street for sure, and it can be so toxic. So I think that's one of the reasons why I want to talk about it today. So what blame does is it takes any accountability away from you. So you know, I I work with couples all the time, and you know, blame is synonymous with with playing the victim, um, resentment. And, and they want the other person to change so that they can be happy. They're sitting back saying, okay, when, when, when's it going to happen? When are you going to stop being such a jerk? When, you know, when if you, you gonna, do if this. You do this <laughs> if you do that. If, you know, and, 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 and all of my dysfunction and unhappiness is because of you. And they, they wait and they resent and, and they create a lot of um, disconnection that way. Um, and so, I quick story as we get into this. I was I was talking to um, someone this week, and and she was blaming her husband for everything. And her husband isn't a guy who's creating safety and trust in the marriage at all. He's he's acting out regularly, and just it's it's not good. But I was, as I was talking with her, we were having a conversation, and she stopped and she said, she said, "Hang on, what you're telling me." is that if I learn how to have healthy boundaries, if I learn how to love and have compassion, and if I create safety in the relationship, then I have a better chance of getting that back. Isn't that crazy? Meaning receiving (laughs) what I'm giving. Yeah. She's like, but what I'm... And it kind of hit her like... Because I think what she's thinking is what I am giving to him is resentment and blame. And And lots of fingers, really. I mean, blame is like... You, 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 right? right? But it's really hard for a woman in betrayal trauma to, you know, as a therapist to stop and say, look, um, you can't control him and your pain is very justified and valid. Right. Right. In fact, you have good reason to just sit there in your blame. You do. Don't, don't you? Well, and I like the number one feeling I would say that's, I hope these guys can relate to is you cause this. So I'm not doing a dang thing. Yes. Like this is everything is your fault. So you do the work. You do it. You fix it. And then, you know, I, I, was, I hear this all the time. So I really like this topic. Um, you know, if I, if I got cancer, should my wife have to go to treatment for my cancer? No. No. Right? So, so this is this is the the argument that I hear from from women in betrayal trauma. They're saying, "Why do I have to change? Why do I have to work on me? Because he's betrayed me. He has a sexual addiction. It's his this stuff. Is betray- this is his stuff." And I actually kind of disagree in that in that if I got cancer, then my wife would have to go through a healing process. She'd have to grieve. She her life would be adjusted. Uh, you know, she'd be taking care of me differently. Um, it would be a, a huge change in her life that she'd have to, to do for herself, right? True. And so she doesn't have to heal from my cancer. She can't, right? But she has to heal from How the emotional her. effect that, that, that your cancer has had on her life. Yes. And decide how she's going to show up with that. I love life. that analogy yeah. because it makes absolute sense to me. Right. You've been through it. Right. right. I felt both ways. Like, no, just stop. I think we were talking about it yesterday. Why don't you just stop? Like, yeah. what is wrong with you? Yeah. Just don't do it anymore. Just quit. 
God. Just stop already, right? And if you sit, I don't if you sit back there and just wait and wait and wait and think that, and you don't get to work on yourself, Ashlyn. Oh, I did zero, by the way. Really? For a while? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, but, and, and, and the big reason why I believe that, that you did zero is because the, 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 the therapist, God bless her soul, she did the best with what she knew, said, okay, when I, when I first said, well, you know, Ashlyn did catch me acting out one night. And the therapist said, and, and, I, and I said, I have had a history of, you know, having issues with porn. Therapist said, Kobe, you go to 12-step, Ashlyn, this is his problem. Yeah. So, so that, I think that was a big catalyst for you not doing anything because when a therapist tells you this isn't your issue, this is his. And she didn't understand just the, the point that you nailed, which is there's an emotional effect. And I was not curious had. at all about why, did I, why do I feel so mad? I knew I didn't feel like me, right? Why was right. I so mean and so blaming and my life wouldn't be the way it was if he would just change. Right. I didn't there, figure out why. Like There wasn't self-reflection no, there. No. I just numbed out. Right. But I think it's our natural reaction. You know, if I if I went home and my wife was doing crazy things and I, I don't think the first thing I do is turn to myself and say, okay, how do I need to grow and become stronger because she's, she's doing these things, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's true. But, but it's how it works. It's how recovery works is, is okay, the reality is, is uh, I, I heard an analogy this week. Um, you know, a snake bite doesn't, doesn't kill you. It, it's the bite itself has happened, um, but that doesn't kill you. It's the venom that runs through your veins that that kills you. And so, if you think about it, like if if you're married to a sex addict and it comes out in your marriage, and all of a sudden you've been bitten, something is different in your life than what you expected. Mm-hmm. Now it's your decision as to how you're going to respond to that or not. You can let the venom run all through you. And that's that resentment and blame mm-hmm. that's going to just continue to, to, to kill you, right? Or you can decide to get the anti-venom and, and get in recovery and take care of yourself because the bite has happened, right? And so it's a, it's a, in order to heal and not blame, it's, it's a process of acceptance, it's a process of grieving what you thought your marriage should be and coming to terms with what it is and not blaming anymore and starting to get to work on what you can control. Right? I love that. And honestly, Brandon, I mean, I've never said it that way, but I think you said it right on is I really had to accept like this is our life. And it's not, I mean, we've chosen to really make it our life, right? But most people don't. You can go through recovery and then you have this new relationship that you've created. Um, We just happen to be public with ours. Um, But we, it really was kind of that morning, what I thought once was. The the, the I thought was so great, right? It was terrible. I I had a, a, years ago, I was working with, with a couple and she said, she said, it's over. I'm so sad. It's done. Yeah. We will never have back what we had. Good. And, and that's what I, that's what I tried to get her. She couldn't see it. I, I tried to get her to see like, like, yeah, but look what, look what's in the future. Look, look what you can create. Right. It's something new and different and, and it can be beautiful if you want it to be between the two of you. Totally. You hear that. Like when people have affairs, you think your marriage is broken. It will never be the same. Right. And if you do nothing, yeah. Like, yeah. but if you do something, heck yeah, it will never be the same thing. Goodness. Right. Cause that will never happen again. Right. You can move forward. It can be, it can, yeah. be, it can be really good. Right. This is, this is a particularly interesting topic for me because I spent just most of my life 
in in victim mode, but also in blame mode as well. And those are pretty synonymous one with another. That's kind of like hand in glove. Is that is that is that true? Is that right. a fair statement? Yes. And um and if if I acted out when I was a when I was a teenager, you know, masturbated or whatever the case is, it was all it was either because I was stressed or because and because tests were hard or school was hard right. or this girl you know dumped me or whatever the case is, and then that that carried over into our marriage and I played the victim. Like if Ashlyn was mean to me, that was my license and title. I would blame her. Okay, because you're mean, I'm going to go and act out because I know that this is yeah. this is going to hurt you. Right. And um, the, the the faulty thinking was was just so widespread. But but here's what's cool is when I finally realized how deep I was in victim and in blame. When how, how much I was in blame, I realized that that was from a place of shame for me. And and that was a thing that that I was like, crap. No one can get me out of shame. No one can get me out of right. blame. But I have power to do that. And as soon as I realized that that, that power was within my control, was with, within my capabilities, then all of a sudden I had an outlet, but, but, an action course Kobe, for all of those this emotions. Right here, what you're saying, this is why people get stuck in blame is because they don't want to take the, that accountability. They don't want the ownership of, of, of being able to move forward in their life. It's somehow we've been tricked to think that it's easier to sit back and, and blame somebody than it is to say, you know what? I could choose to be happy here. I could choose to move forward. And I'm the one that's not choosing that or I'm the one that that I, is. Right? I think it's super scary, um, especially if you're the spouse who's been betrayed to think I'm going to I'm going to choose to be happy despite the actions going on around me. Right. right. Because one, you think that makes it OK right uh, that you're giving permission yeah almost. The, these are what i felt yeah. okay so it felt like i'm gonna, he's gonna think i think it's okay if i'm all of a sudden a Moving different person and right happy, and i'm right? finding ha- my own happiness um the the idea that like it's gonna get way worse right he's gonna go and he's gonna fall hard and then we'll never be able to recover from that like right i think that was where my head was was it's it's only well, going to get if worse stay, if I get happy. If you stay stuck in blame too, then you're protected from getting hurt. Yeah. Um, mm. Even worse by him, right? And so it's a protection thing as well. That's really interesting. So, and so, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to mention when, uh, just in the beginnings, you know, when you when you're beginning recovery, it's like all you know, full court ahead. You're you're most of us, when we do it, we're going to therapy, we're going to group, we're going to like a 12-step type program. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a big part-time job, right? right. It oh, takes man. a lot of your effort. A lot of heavy lifting. And so I remember when we started thinking like, kind of blame, like you should be doing all these things, right? And not even looking at my own, like the fingers were always at you. Yeah, totally. Like, is he doing his stuff? Are you going to go to that meeting on Saturday morning? Are you going to do, you know? Yeah. Because right. if you will, then this is going to work. But if you're not, it's not going to work. Or right, right, not right. only going to work, but worth it because we were spending date night money and babysitting money, not on date night, <laughs> not on things we enjoyed, right. but things that were hard, i.e. going to therapy. Well, and that, that brings up the point of, you know, the the betrayed who's complaining that her husband's not doing anything. Like, why isn't he, why isn't he doing his dailies and why isn't he going to therapy? But then, but 
What are they doing? But she's doing the same. She's not yeah. doing anything. Yeah. She she doesn't want to do anything. I'm so. raising my hand here. <laughs> yeah, you've been there. <laughs> I have. Yeah. And I'm. you've been there, Kobe. We, where we we're did, going you did like a live this, like, like, on this this week. Right. You're not doing your stuff. And he's like, you're not either. Like, right. I and I think it's harder from the betrayed side because you're so hurt and you're so betrayed. Yeah. You have more room to say totally. This is you your did this. fault. Our right? life is never going to be the same. You don't have much ground to stand on as the the one who's hurt. So I can't love blame you, other, right? Right. Um, so it's hard to fight that that fight, right? And say why you should be working out every day if that's your daily, right? And you don't mi- and you miss your workout, and then you come back and say you didn't do yours yesterday. I'll be like. What? Yeah, I got my dukes up. It's right. not like are we stuck, but we're like fighting in like this stuck place. Yeah. I think one of the most helpful questions in recovery for a relationship is um, three little words. Is it I? Like, is it me? Like, what about me am I contributing to this? Because if you can get humble enough to ask that, then you'll look within and you'll say, okay, I can work. What's in my control is I can work on this piece of it yeah. or that piece of it. Um, if, if you can't get there and you just have that finger out pointing at the other person, then just expect to stay stuck in so many ways. Yeah. Right. So this, that, what you said is right on, right? For me, I don't know that I did it the right way, but this is what I did for myself was when I got in those moments, um, where it felt like so much of it was Kobe's fault. Mm -hmm. I had to make truth of it and I'm not great at being super mindful. Kobe reminds me of this all the time. Um, (laughs) but I have to like sit and process. So for me, it was like the journaling of that, of saying, this is what I know is true. Okay. And then that's where I could come back and say, you know what? Like I can see me in this too. Like I had to like physically write it down for me to see it. I think that's really helpful. Get it out and see it on paper. Right. I, I was at a conference once and, and I, I wouldn't have done this, but it was, this couple was there and they were sharing a story and she was saying, I'm really mad at my mother-in-law because she blames me for my husband cheating on me. And, uh, and I'm really mad at her. And, um, and the facilitator of the conference said something that I did not expect. Um, he said, in response to this, in response to, this statement? to her. Okay. Yeah. So she's saying, she's saying, in fact, she was kind of emotional and she's like, I'm really mad because he blames me. Um, and, and says that she, she, my mother-in-law blames me and says it's, it's my fault that my husband cheated on me. And he said, well, what part of it is your fault? Which is like, I don't want to be asked that. Oh my gosh. Like for, uh, he struggled to validate her yeah, first. No, and, no empathy first. And, yeah. She needed support. And, and, and so he really struggled there. Yeah. But in some, to some degree, that's not a horrible question. Right. It's not her fault in any way that her husband went and had sex with another woman. I want to be oh, very absolutely. clear about that. Yeah. However, what in the relationship was she doing that was breaking things down? Or a part of not it. doing. Or not doing or whatever, right? And, you know, the, the question we – or the, the review we went over last week, he mentioned – you know, the only reason why guys act out is because they're not getting enough sex at home or mm-hmm. whatever. Which we all know it's not. <laughs> right. I mean, he's blaming his wife or, or whatever. And I think that's the one where where women especially are like, do not tell me that that's the case. Which they're told that a lot. Oh, by yeah. therapists. By, and, and, and it's not. And, mm-hmm. and so 
but but they get defensive and they say I don't want to I don't want to take any ownership here because I don't want to be forced into like half, having to have evaluating sex or overconnecting and and that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is to evaluate yourself and see okay what where do I struggle with with my healthy attachment um, do I, am I empathetic am I boundaried um, can I be compassionate but can I be honest at the same time. You know, if you have those things going on, you're going to create love. Right. Um, so, so yeah. But but a, a woman who's been betrayed is very guarded. Oh yeah. By by looking at herself to say, I do want to create more connection in the relationship. Um, I've I've seen women deliberately sabotage their husband's recovery efforts because they want to stay stuck in blame. Um, it's too uncomfortable that he's getting healthy. Um, and, and so like I had one woman put a stack of playboys on her, on the counter, um, in the kitchen just randomly. Um, yeah. And because her husband was doing so well and, and like she, a test or no, she, she wanted to bl- Yeah. A test. She wanted him to act out so she could say, you're the, See? you're the reason okay. why I'm miserable. You're the reason why I'm miserable. Right. Okay. So it can be uncomfortable to stop and say, okay, I'm not going to blame anymore. This is on me now. Is it I? Yeah. So. Well, and Brandon, I'm sure you see this in, in helping people, but we were kind of like, one of us would be a little ahead. And then the next, you know, we kind of traded places as right. we went through recovery of um, him being more ahead of me. And then I would catch up and then get ahead of him in one area or not. And, um, which is fairly common. Yeah, I think yeah. it is common, but that's, I think where you could get to that and see, like, see, yeah. If if you're ahead of me, like that's why I'm not happy because because look at you. Yeah, like, come on. But right? wait. <laughs> but but really, if you're doing really well in your recovery, you'll be patient and empathetic and compassionate for the person who's struggling behind. Right. right? So I. In, have... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, in no way, go home tonight after listening to this and go blame your spouse for being too blamey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be the opposite of what we want. Yeah, yeah. We don't want that. that's, that's honestly. I think the the whole message of this is just for everyone, no matter where your position is, to look inside and be curious of your own. Take some ownership, yeah. Yeah. of your own recovery. And Kobe and I are not there yet. Kobe, um, I was in blame bad this week, like thinking, okay, this is as good as it gets. Oh boy, like wallowing. The, yeah, adding. I was so in victim mode yeah. and. Thankfully, had a session with Amy this week, and and she just kind of looked at me with those eyes, like, like seriously, <laughs> really, <laughs> and and it was one of those come to Jesus uh, sessions, which I desperately needed. Right. But the cool part is about it is that once I really owned the fact that I was the only reason I was in blame is because I was in shame about this false narrative from a spike. Then I was like, okay, now I can take responsibility for my own stuff. Right. I can take responsibility for um, being mindful of when I'm in blame, understanding when it shows up, and understanding more importantly um, how that's an unhealthy place and See, it's indicative that, of shame. You're taking ownership yes. of your own emotional well-being. Yes. There, right? And that's what shifted in that therapy session. Yeah. It was super, right? super important. And and moreover, what I will say, and I've always advocate this, but but the be- one of the best ways for me to start my day in in a place that that's opposite of where blame is is to take control and and put my effort into not in not in blame, 
but into ownership of my own dailies so I can have more mental focus, more mental clarity, relief from stress, relief from emotions that just come because of just life, not just because of recovery, so that I'm more equipped and better able to deal with those moments of shame and blame, and I can be resilient to them. Right. I can have more clarity. Wait, 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 wait. That's blame. I'm blaming. Why am I blaming? What am I afraid of? What's happening? So identify how blame shows up. And I would also say this too. Blame probably shows up in moments when, for me, when I'm tired right. and I'm fatigued yes, and exhausted. And so then it's a matter of, did I get enough sleep? Have you done your self-care? Have I done my right. self-care? It's Have I eaten gone. today? Yeah. Or when's the last time I ate today? Like there's a number of different, or what situations are in life right now are really stressful for me that I'm juggling that also might be contributing to this. Right. So if I can be self-reflective, then I can take action and I can, I can share it. I can speak it. Right. And um, then, then these thoughts of blame can be like, hey, can I just share with you, Ashlyn, real quick? I'm having thoughts of blame and I know that that's like not where I want to be. But let me just like speak this so that way it's out. Then we can talk about really what I'm afraid of. Right. You can get underneath. underneath yeah. it. And then yeah. that's a point of like, I can connect with you because I'm vulnerable enough. And that's the thing is if you don't speak your blame, I'm talking specifically to the, to the, to the addicts. If you can't speak that blame narrative because underneath it is, is, is shame and this feeling of, of fear or not enough or whatever, then, then you can't connect with your partner. It takes vulnerability to be able to speak it. But once you speak it and you're vulnerable, then it's an on-ramp to connecting. Yes. It's Yeah. Exactly. So I want to say before we end, before we wrap this up, and this is this kind of um, a different topic than what you were just saying about blame. But I remember it was like seven years ago, I was running a men's group and um, it was like the third or fourth guy in a row who checked in with, you know, my wife is so horrible. And so that's why I acted out this week is because she's this and she's that and she's and just going on and on and on. And I started yelling at the group. I was yelling like, <laughs> it, it is never, ever your wife's fault that you act out. You choose to act out. You can blame her all you want. You can try to use that denial, but you take ownership of that. You take accountability of that, no matter how mean she is, right? And it's just an example of look within. Stop for a minute. If you, if you take that ownership, then guess what, guys? You don't have to stay stuck in your addiction, but if you if you keep that denial of blame there, then you can justify your acting out over and over and over again, right? I love so. it. It's super great. I, I like using just like I would use like a fever for one of our girls to ind- or Renios indicate that she's like sick and needing medical attention. Blame is a symptom of shame and like an unhealthy shame place. Yeah. And, and and if I use that, oh wait, I'm feeling blame. Okay, what's going? What's really happening? If I can use it as just an indicator that I need to like figure out where I Do am some work yeah. on your own. Yeah. Then, um, then it can be a tool to help you grow because ultimately recovery is really just character acquisition. It's gaining principles to govern your life. It's, it's gaining character traits that are really going to help you be healthy, not just in the relationship with your partner, but just like with life. I life. have to shout out my women's groups this week. Both of them were like so empowered that they were in those groups for themselves. I love it. And they were like, what can I do better to work on this specific part of me healing? Whether it's self-care, um, doing their dailies, yeah. working out, whatever. Like, how can I do it better? 
and not rely on him. Love it. And I was like, I love that you're all here for the right reason. That's my women's group now too. And I love being in there. I mean, the, just the energy in there is healing. Yeah. It's moving forward. It's awesome. That's the stuff that keeps us going. Yep. That's rad. Yeah. Guys, if you have enjoyed this, please share this. Um, you can share this in a private Facebook message. You can just share the episode in general and please leave us a review. And um, we are not actors. This is yes. sadly real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that, honestly. Like these are actors. Like I wish this was a fictional story, but uh, in truth, this was, this was a story once upon a time. Yes. But it's not the current story. So thanks for being here. Appreciate you listening. And uh, we'll see you guys again Have a good week. week. See you guys.